Alright, here we go. We're, we're ready to go here. Like I said, another week, another another lot to talk about. lot to talk about. You know? Yeah, man, it's been uh, six games in, and four of the games that the Eagles have played have been just, to say the least, disappointing performances. You know? And uh, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, to me, I, I think that it's more the fact that the defense kind of, they, they, you know, Jim Schwartz goofed up on Sunday. He messed up. He didn't have his, he didn't have everything ready because they kind of knew that, okay, we can't run on this defense. We have to pass. And I have two great receivers in Thielen and Diggs. And Stefan Diggs has his best game of his career. I mean, I saw that second touchdown. He made that. He made McLeod look stupid. Like uh, he just looked the other way, and you know that Jones cannot make a move at all. He can't. He can't cover nobody. So, you know that double team went wrong. That was a missed assignment, and Diggs is right to the house for another major touchdown. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the thing. These corners are 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 playing awful, man, and. Sidney Jones, he's, he's more and more looking like a bust. Um, Rasul Douglas has been uh, decent this year overall, but you know he's a guy that that get, that he, he doesn't have great speed, so he is going to get beat deep here and there. And yeah, he went up against some good receivers this week, and he got burnt too. Well, the so. thing is, like I said, the thing is, we we you know when Sidney Jones was drafted, he was drafted as a project. And in this league, you have to be very careful who you draft and how you draft and how you develop them, because, like I said, Sidney Jones was before before the twenty seventeen draft a high sought after cornerback, and then on his pro day he tears his Achilles, which yeah. killed his draft stock. He would have gone within the first fifteen picks of that draft, but he went in the second round, and it was kind of a reach for his situation. And the Eagles have been very patient with him. But he came from an Achilles injury. And an Achilles injury is not an easy injury to recover from. You know, look at Kevin Durant in the NBA. He has to recover from that. Will he be the same again? You know, th- you know, in, in baseball, I think, what's his name? But, you know, what's his name? I forgot his name that's on the Phillies. He's Andrew McCutcheon. He had an Achilles injury. So... Just it's just the injury itself. You have to find a way to recover from, and even though you can recover, you you're not the same player anymore because of how much you know how much of affection it's the effectiveness. And we've seen how Sidney Jones is playing. He needs help. He needs the the team up and stuff. Now, luckily, Jalen Mills has been activated to to return to practice when he's ready. He has a, he has two weeks. And we hope to believe that, you know, Craven LeBlanc will be back and Avante Max will be back, hopefully, very soon. Can't say when, but very soon. And that should at least make things a little better because those are guys that can can at least try to cover. But the guys we have now, I mean, Rasul Douglas, to me, he's just, he's just a battering ram right now. They don't they they don't care if they if you put two or three on them if, if you know receivers are going to see that 
and that's it, you know. You see what what Stefan Diggs did, what Adam Thielen did, you know. That was a game that even if the Eagles, I mean, they tried, they fought from that twenty four to three deficit to be to be within four, but the problem is, even if you somehow ended up with the lead, you weren't going to win that game the way that 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 secondary was playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sidney Jones, I mean, at this point, he should be at pretty much recovered from the Achilles, but now he has, he, he's constantly injured with other nagging hamstring injuries. Um, I mean, the guy's confidence is probably shot at this point, you know? I mean, he's just, he's just looking more and more like a bust. And, um, I mean, you talk about Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby, and, I mean... These guys, Darby was absolutely awful this year. He was as bad as Sidney Jones, if not worse, the, the, the first couple games of the year. Um, Avante Maddox was getting burnt left and right before he got hurt. Um, you know, Craven LeBlanc, okay, he had a couple of good games at the end of the year last year, but I don't know if we can count on him to come back. And um, Jalen Mills, you know. For, for a seventh round pick, he's been he's been a de- he's been a decent player, but he's not a he's not a difference maker on on, on this defense. You know, he's just another guy. So right now, it's uh, it's not looking good for that secondary. And we really thought that they were they had some talent there, but you know somebody's gonna have to really step up and become a legit number one, or at least be able to cover some. Like the the other team's number one receivers, you know, and I mean if you had, if they if they can make a trade for a receiver or for a cornerback like uh, you know a Chris Harris or something that you can put him you can line him up maybe on the number one corner on the other team. Um, these other guys, some of these other guys, they can be decent number two corners, you know, but they need a little bit of help. Uh, a guy like. Rasul Douglas, he can be a really good number two corner, and he can he can make a, a lot of plays on the ball. He's a he's a bit of a, he's a ball hawk, but he's a guy that's going to get beat deep. So you know, if, if you had a guy like it, you know, I, I the the Rams gave him way too much for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, we're going to get to that here in a moment, but you know, yeah. he, you know, you know, if you had if you had a defense where you had Jalen Ramsey as your number one, you could put him on an island and kind of bracket the coverage over towards uh, Douglas to help him, you know, help him with with the deep balls and, you know, that he, he could he would be a really good player. And he'd make a lot of interceptions. He'd, he'd actually look really good, but you put him out on an island alone against a guy like uh, Stephon Diggs or a guy like Adam Thielen, he's going to get beat deep. He just doesn't have that speed. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the big story this week, the big trade went down last night with Jalen Ramsey. And obviously the Eagles, they tried to pursue him for weeks, but Holly Roseman got cold feet of what to give the Jack, the Jaguars. And the Rams, you got to give the Rams a little bit of credit because they were doing a lot of self-house cleaning at that position, at the at that position. They put a keep to leave on a... On IR, they traded Marcus Peters to to the Ravens, and then somehow they acquired Jalen Ramsey. 
Now, two first-round picks. Is he worth two first-round picks? He's worth one, but but two. And obviously a fourth pick as well, fourth-round pick. But to me, I think you look at teams that are desperate, and that's the teams that's going to make the trades. They're going to make the trades to try to save their season, like the Amari Cooper trade that, with Dallas last year. And if it turned their offense around, and and in return, they became a, a tougher team and a tougher team to deal with down the stretch, winning seven of their last eight games. But yeah. but obviously, in this situation, the Rams are in a very difficult position. They're, thir- they're, they're in third place in the NFC West. They've already have losses to the, re- to, the, to the Seahawks and last week to the 49ers. So, is this Jalen Ramsey? Why, it's a great trade in, in theory when you look at it. Is it too little too late for the Rams, who I told you last week could be sitting on the outside looking in come January? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're going. I mean, they might be, like I said, they might be able to sneak into the playoffs, but they're not going to the Super Bowl again. They're not winning the NFC. They're, you know, they're, they, they, they just don't have it, man. Um, even with, even with, um, Jalen Ramsey, that defense didn't isn't spectacular or anything. Even with the trades they've made, their offensive line is really weak. Gurley has uh, he's, he's, he's running on one leg out there, um, you know, and he's injured again. Who knows what he's going to be like towards the end of the year? And then Jared Goff, he, he, he proved last year in, in the Super Bowl. He's he's proved this year so far. You know, he's not a he's not he's not gonna carry that team, so Yeah, he looks scared. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, you know, like I I told you this last season and people will listen to my uh I'm sure people will listen to an older episode of this from when we talked about the Super Bowl, looking back at the Super Bowl game. Like I said, you think about the two thousand sixteen draft. He's one of three quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott are the others, who obviously succeeded. I said he's the weakest of the three because even though he's the first to play in the Super Bowl, it's he, he looked pedestrian even worse off then in that game. And the last couple of weeks, it just seemed like he'd lost all confidence. And and watching the game on Sunday, as, I, as much as I can, the Red Zone channel, it seems like the longer the game went, the less confidence he was with his throws. And you can't... And you can't win in this league if your if your quarterback is not confident, you know. If he's not getting his throws off, and the receivers aren't doing what they're doing, I mean, this is a talented team. But the 49ers and the Seahawks, they're not waiting around. They'll sell this division for themselves if the Rams don't do anything. They got Ramsey, but if Goff can't turn this around, the Rams aren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Like I said, to me, the Rams are probably a team that's more, even more of a free for all than the Cowboys is. And let's look at Dallas here. Three, the, you know, they continue to embarrass themselves. They, you know, three, you know, three and three, lose to the winless Jets. Who shockingly, when I think about the whole setup of that game, I felt like they were going to lose just because it's a, it's a prime, it's a prime matchup for the for the afternoon games. Sam Darnold was coming back from from his from his illness, and they have no momentum. The Cowboys have zero momentum, and now we get we might get a lucky break on Sunday night, 
No, maybe no Randall Cobb, who didn't play on Sunday, and potentially no Amari Cooper, you know, which may be good news for the secondary. Those two guys are not going to be out there. But obviously, this is a Cowboys, this Cowboys team has zero confidence right now. Zero confidence. Dak Prescott looks like, he just looks lost out there, like, like you said, he had a terrible quarterback, not a good quarterback. And more importantly, I'm very um, disappointed in Zeke Elliott. That holdout did nothing for hit for him. He has absolutely been atrocious this year. So, and then Jason Witten, like I said, if they get if the Cowboys do if the Eagles don't dick, don't jump up and get Dallas Goddard, Jason Witten is not he's he stays retired. He stays retired. You know? Cuz they have no other tight end. So, it's to me this game on Sunday between the Eagles and Cowboys will tell a story of who's in bigger trouble, whoever loses. But I feel like if the Cowboys lose, they seem like they're in much bigger trouble than the Eagles are. Do you agree? Well, yeah. I mean, if they, if they lose, obviously, then they're in, they're in some trouble there. Um, obviously, going forward, the Eagles already have, would have the tiebreaker over them. Obviously, with the head-to-head, and then the next game that those two teams play would be in Philly. So, you know, they'd have to. They they would be a. It would be tough for them to get back in. Obviously, it's only a one-game lead, so a lot of things can happen. But um, to drop down, to drop to the Eagles this week, go back a game in the division, and lose out on the tiebreaker. I mean, essentially, it's a two-game lead. But, again, the Eagles do have a tough schedule coming up. So, the Cowboys, you know, they got a fairly pretty tough schedule themselves. So, you never know. You never know. But um, I haven't heard much. I don't know about you. Have you you heard much about Amari Cooper so far this week? I've heard he's not been practicing, and he wasn't practicing today. And he, he, you know, they think it's a – it didn't look serious, but I think it's bad enough to quiet injuries. He, he's just, you know, they're go, he's going to try to make it. He's going to try to make it, but from what I've been heard, from what I've heard, it's it's not looking too well for him to play. It's not looking too yeah. well, and like I said, I mean, I don't even know half the other receivers. I mean, I forgot what his what the guy in number number thirteen is. He's going to be their top guy, you know, and he's a slot receiver. And then they have a. And then they have Tavon Austin, who was supposed to be Deshaun Jackson version 2.0, and he's a bust. He never did any. He's not done anything in this league. What has he ever done? So, to me, this is this Dallas Cowboys team. Like I said, all could be well if they win on Sunday. If they can beat the Eagles, all will be well. But I feel like they have no confidence going into this game at all. This team has completely lost everything that all their momentum and. Like I said, it doesn't look any better for for D- Jason Garrett, you know, because we all know that if this team doesn't get to at least the NFC Championship game, it's it's the end of the road for him, no matter what. And I've even already heard rumors about potential new new coaches that might be in the way. He might be he might be the Gabe Kapler right now. He might be a talented team, and he's a lame duck coach, which he already is because he's on his last year anyway. But at this point, you know, Dallas, to me, I feel like even though we're struggling ourselves, 
Dallas has more pressure than anybody than than we do going into that game t- on Sunday night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Um. um yeah. So. No, well, number they're, they're number if if Cooper's out, their number one receiver is Michael Gallup, who um is, is the second year in the league. He's, he's he's a guy with some speed, but he's not anything special. He can't um, take over a game. He can't take over a game. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if if Cooper were to miss this game, it would be big for the Eagles because obviously the Eagles are actually good at stopping the run. Um, they're not gonna. They probably won't shut down Zeke, but they can hold him and keep him in check. And then without uh, Amari, you know, even the the pathetic Eagles cornerbacks could actually cover those Cowboys receivers. So. Well, one thing is one thing is for sure. If the pass rush shows up on Sunday night and give Dak Prescott hell, then that's an easier night for for the secondary. It's an easier night because if they're controlling if they're controlling the line of scrimmage and that old line that they have, which has also had some injuries. Tyron Smith, he's been out. He didn't play on Sunday, and he's 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 very questionable. And they have and Lyle Collins also was out on you know this. You know all, the Cowboys have a lot of injuries themselves at even keyer positions in the Eagles, so they yeah. they're in a very they're in a very fragile situation. But I'm not going to take the Cowboys lightly. I would want I do not want to. This is a very big game for both teams, and a win could just re- reopen their open their eyes and make a run. But if they lose, it's it could be the end of the road for for what their expectations were coming into the season. Yeah, well, I mean, the Cowboys, obviously the Eagles do too, but, I mean, the Cowboys, they, they came up, they, they've lost, they're, they're coming off of three losses in a row. They just lost to a pathetic team. Um, they had their backs up against the wall, and, you know, when a team's in, in that type of position, they typically, sh- I mean, if they have any heart, you know, they come out, they'll come out fighting that next week, so... The Eagles better be ready for the Cowboys to come out and really try to get it to them that first quarter. And obviously, the Eagles are a team that doesn't that starts off horrendous in the first quarter. So, yeah, but we'll see. But like I said we'll see what happens. Like I said, looking looking around, like we said, we have a lot to talk about here. We we'll, we'll make it as quickly as we can for our time limit. But obviously. Just looking around the rest of the NFC, I mean, obviously Minnesota, I'm not going to worry about this loss because when I said in my Facebook Monday morning quarterback post, what can go wrong with them will go wrong. And number one, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now to begin with because they have two division losses and they look so pathetic against the Bears defense. How can you trust Kirk Cousins long term? Not very much. And then, and then, obviously, to be the to be the biggest surprise is, is in the NFC South. You look at the Saints, and you look at the at, at at Carolina. They have backup quarterbacks. They are both five are, are both doing very well. The Saints are five and one. The Carolina Panthers are four and two. Obviously, if you look at Tampa Bay and Atlanta, they should be ahead because of they have their starting quarterbacks. Matt Ryan's put up another lot of good numbers, but his team is even worse than last year. His team is worse than last year. How do you lose to Arizona? 
I mean, damn. They got dominated for most of that game. Even though they came back, they got dominated for that game. You you lose to Cliff Kingsbury? You got to be kidding me, man. Yeah, well, what's really sad is that the Eagles lost to them. That's even worse. That that's the like 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 the Jets and the Cowboys. That there's the there's the loss. A bad team you lose to when you look in yeah. theory. Even though at the time we didn't think Atlanta was that terrible, but they obviously are because they haven't won another game since. <laughs> and their and their head coach Dan Quinn, he he's now feeling the fire. He's feeling the fire. He's now the number one guy on the hot seat with his job, and he may not. And there's a very good chance he may not make it to the season if they don't turn this around, but I don't see it happening right now. Yeah. Yeah, they don't that team that team is pretty much done at this point. I mean you can't blow it up. This is a great offense. You still have a great offense. You still have the three head I mean, I can't believe you can't even win one game with Julio Jones and, and Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley. Those guys should at least give you at least six victories by themselves. I mean, damn! What what the hell? I don't know what their weakness is, but they're, if if our defense is bad, which we know it is, with the secondary, their defense must be putrid because there's no way in hell they should be one and five. Well, yeah, their defense has been really bad. Um, um, you know, they they they're not getting a whole lot out of their running game. Um, you know, Matt Ryan puts up the numbers, but they just don't win. So. And then you look at Tampa And then you look at Tampa Bay, I mean, like I said, Jameis Winston, five interceptions, another great another great performance. Oh my lord. Like I said, Bruce Arians the goal was to to fix Jameis Winston. Now, I can't fault Bruce for what he's for what he designed signed up for. I just think that Jameis Winston is hot garbage at this point in his career because it doesn't look like Tampa Bay is going to make any moves themselves this year. And it looks very much like they're not going to fire Bruce Arians, I don't think, because it's not his fault. Tampa Bay has been a, has been a wrecked anyway, front office and, and personnel rise for a long time now. So I think I would give Bruce some time and he can turn this around, but it doesn't look like Jameis Winston, the longer he continues to play the way he's playing, he's going to be a part of that turnaround. Yeah, no, I mean, Arians will have time to turn the team around. Um, the expectations coming in the year weren't, weren't high, so it's not like they're expecting him to make the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, really, this was a team where they weren't expected to be good, but the hope was that Jameis Winston under Arians became a lot better than what he was pre- under um um, before, but um, you know he hasn't. He's still Jameis Winston, so they're they're probably going to move on from him after this year, unless he really catches fire and becomes an All Pro in the next ten games. But it, I, that's highly unlikely at this point. He is what he is. He's we, a guy that can put up some numbers, but he's going to turn the ball over a lot. He's going to cost you a lot of games, and he's just. He's just not a good quarterback, really. Well, I hate to tell people who are Winston fans, the quarterback class of next year is deep. Potentially seven quarterbacks could go within the first 50 picks in the 2020 draft. 
So there'll be plenty of quarterbacks to to go around. They'll they'll say goodbye. They'll buy, they'll obviously say goodbye to Jameis Winston if this if he can't turn it around because they'll have their eyes looking on other quarterbacks. I'm sure their scout their scout teams are out there on Saturdays looking at guys like Jake Fromm and Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and others. So he he he's basically Jameis Winston's basically on the clock with his with his career as a starter. But let's look to the let's look to the AFC side and you know, like I said, New England won again on Thursday last week. Another gimme that wasn't really looking like a gimme against the Giants. So and then this Monday night they're playing the Jets. Wow. 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 They're gonna be the Jets are gonna give them toughness. But I'm going to come here and tell you one thing about the Patriots that you may not want to know. I think that they're not the best team in the AFC right now, from what I've seen, despite their record. What do you think of the Patriots? I'm sure you saw a little bit of that Thursday night game. There's something, there's something that doesn't seem to be clicking. You tell me what you think that might be. Yeah, well, I mean, they're... They're a team that you know. First half of the year, they don't they don't necessarily dominate the NFL. But once you hit December, uh, that's that's when they they start to get on top of their game. Um, so, I mean, they, they get through the they they've gotten through the first um, first uh, six games of the year, six and zero. I mean, they're they're doing what they need to do. Really, they they have a. At the very least, they have a really good defense. It's hard to say how good the defense is because they played such bad teams in these first few games. First few games, but um, but the defense is really good. Brady's still playing well. Um, I mean, they're, they're the Patriots. They're, the, they're probably the most balanced and and uh, probably one of the most deepest teams in the NFL, and they have an all, all a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame head coach. So, you know, as the season goes on, they're going to keep getting better and better. Well, I'll sit here and say this. What Brady and Belichick have done for these last two decades is, is beyond phenomenal. I don't think there's any team in sports that's been dominant than those guys have. But I saw the game on 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 uh, Thursday night, and I saw a lot of things I didn't like offensively. Now I'm not going to sit here and degrade Brady. He's still he still got it, but this offense, there's some things there I didn't like. They don't run the ball like they should. Sony Michelle is not what he needs to be. Their receivers, like I said, if they had Antonio Brown still. Then I can say, yeah, New England's gonna, they're gonna cruise, they're gonna cruise, but there's no dom- there's no wide receiver that can just dominate a game, and the tight end position, like I said, they miss Gronkowski, they miss Gronk, and you can agree, they do miss Gronk. So, but I'm gonna tell you right now, this schedule, this this, this NFL is weird. And it's gonna and, and you look at Dallas. You see how how the Cowboys look from the first three games to the last three games. This schedule is about to turn on a flip for the for the Patriots. They're gonna have 
to earn a lot. They're going to have to earn their way to to Miami, and I'll tell you why. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles, even the Cowboys are all coming up soon. All of them are coming up soon. And another date with the Bills. That's six games that I can see if they played the way they played on on Thursday night, they may lose. They may lose. Now, I'm not saying that they will because we know Brady and Belichick can, can outsmart most of these teams. But those, those – Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, really – you think you, if they get if they get a whiff of any confidence, it's a game, and it, and and to me, Bray's getting to a point where he's not throwing the touchdowns at the rate he used to throw. Even last year, he started he started slump, slumping down on the touchdowns. So if those if if those guys get any kind of confidence, it this AFC playoff picture is going to look a lot different when we get down to the end. I'm just letting you know. What I'm seeing, what I saw on Thursday night, is, is concerning. Hell, even Monday, this Monday night, even though the Jets are, are are trash mostly, Sam Darnold's not a terrible quarterback, and I think that this this matchup is going to be more closer than you would imagine. This this Jets Patriots matchup on Monday night will be closer than you will imagine. Not saying that they'll lose; they're not. They probably won't lose. But you'll be surprised when we we when we preview that game on sun on Sunday. I'm just letting you know. I, that's my opinion. We both have differing opinions of the Patriots right now. That's cool. That's what we like to do. That's what the fit. That's what the what the viewers like to hear. But I see a different Patriots team than you do for, for right now. Yeah, the defense is good, but they haven't played a, a decent offense. They haven't played any of those guys yet. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're well, going to be the real test, but um, but I think the Patriots will come through. I think they, like I said, the defense is still is 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 good, really good. Um, obviously, like you know, they played garbage, but they're still a really good defense. And Brady's gonna Brady's not a not maybe Brady's not what he used to be in terms of fifty touchdown passes and. The Randy Moss days, but he's still he, he's still a guy that come playoff time he's going to play great and he's not going to lose. You know he's not going to just allow himself to lose a game when we get down to the crunch time. So the guy comes up big every every time in big games, and I'm sure he will this year too. All right, we're going to do something unique here. We're going to do something very very unique. We're gonna it's we're gonna take five different we're gonna I'm gonna tell you five different things about what's going on in the league, what could be going on and what could potentially be going on. It's called reaction or overreaction. Reaction means that might be what's going on. Overreaction means we're kind of looking differently. We're not we're not seeing what you know. It's it's just a, a flip on the radar. I'm gonna tell you five things. And I'll ask you, is it a reaction or an overreaction? 
I'm just going to let you know. All right. All right. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Reaction or overreaction? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's an overreaction, but it's not. they're not the best team in the NFC either. Um, so, I mean, the Saints are the best team easily. After that, it could, it could be the Niners, the Packers maybe. Um, there's a few teams that could fall into that category. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily an overreaction because they are one of the best teams in the NFC, but they're not the best. All right. So it's, a, so it's an overreaction. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess you could put it as that. They're not number one. So. All right. Sunday's Eagles-Dallas loser will miss the playoffs. Reaction or overreaction of this game? Uh, Not even week 16 of this game. Yeah, I think so at this point. Um, both teams have a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way. If they, they start off with season three and four, they're basically going to have to go um, um, basically seven and two the rest of the way. You know, because 10, 10 wins, you're going to have to get 10 wins in the NFC to make the playoffs, even to have a shot. So, yeah, and whoever loses this week is gonna have, is, is, is probably done. All right. We're going to go to the AFC. Are the Baltimore Ravens a lock to win the AFC North over the Browns? Reaction or overreaction? Despite their law, despite getting beat up by the Browns in their first matchup. <laughs> yeah, no, I still think that I think that that's uh, I think that's a that's a good good bet there. Um, Ravens that they got that defense. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, they they lost the Browns earlier in the year. They're gonna they're gonna beat them in the next matchup. Um, Brown's offensive line is horrible. Um, Baker Mayfield, he's, he's the turnover machine this year. This team's just overrated in general. And like I said, they, they, they're, it's, it's just a matter of time before this team blows up. They have too many low-character uh, people on that team. Yeah, I kind of ble- I, I agree, you know. But like I said, I, I still think the second half, their schedule is so much easier and like I said, these two teams have to play again. And like I said, Cleveland will find a way to turn, will at least have some, you know, some some success down the stretch. So I can't say that this is over yet, but we'll see. You know, we didn't really talk about their game against Seattle. We don't have to really talk about it. You already know what happened. All right, number we're down to the fourth one. The Los Angeles Chargers are currently in last place in the AFC West. Are they the most disappointing team in the entire NFL? Reaction or overreaction? Um, yeah, overall, I would say that um, just thinking about all the different teams in the NFL. Yeah, I would say overall, it's 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 a good that's that's a good that's good um, that's a reaction. They they've been they've been in, they've been really bad. They were supposed to be uh, Super Bowl contenders, and like you said, they're in last place in the division right now. 
Yeah, they, they've just been a major disappointment, even more so than the Falcons. Yeah, this is the only other team you could say was a, as big a disappointment so far this year. But, you know, the Falcons, we thought they'd be good. We didn't think they were Super Bowl contenders either. So, I thought I picked them to win the division. Shame on me. All right, there are fifth and last one. I mean, I could do ten, but I'll just do five because we're on, we the time constraints. All right, this is hard. Is the Green Bay will the Green Bay is the Green Bay Packers when when the season is over when the regular season's over gets a bye. One of the two buys in the NFC. Reaction or overreaction? Yeah, I'm going to say, um, see, that's a tough one there. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say overreaction. Um, I, I think they're going to be the number three seed, but I think that the Saints, like I said, they're the best, and um, I think the Niners are going to be able to keep it going as that number two seed. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that the Packers are going to end up at number three seed. They're going to have a good record, but they're going to lose some games. They're not a perfect team, and um, and yeah, the, the way the Niners are playing, the schedule isn't that difficult outside of the division. They should be. They're going to win some games. All right, I'm going to give you one bo- more bonus before we get to. Before we get down to it, a bonus one. The Buffalo Bills. Obviously, they're playing very well. They're coming off of a bye. They're going to get a gimme against Miami coming up this week. But, oh, reaction or overreaction, if the Bills make the playoffs, can they get to the AFC Championship game? If they make the playoffs, can they get to the AFC Championship game? Reaction or overreaction? Um, well, it depends on where they on the on how the seeding goes, as far as I'm concerned. I I'm going to say that's a reaction. I think it's something. That I think they can get to the AFC championship. Really, really. Because that defense can, that defense can, but I don't know about that offense and Josh and Josh Allen. Because Josh has to real, like I said, we're about to play them here after Dallas. <clears throat> that game is kind of a measuring stick game to tell me how good. This Bills team is offensively because defensively we know how good they are, but offensively we gotta know if Josh Allen can handle the smoke in that in yeah. that matchup. But yeah, well that's the key. Obviously, in that Patriots game, that defense played great. Um, the, the, I mean, that defense is, is top five, and when you have a top five defense, you're you're in the mix every game, um, and. If the question is, can they get the AFC Championship? They can, depending on the um, depending on the playoff seeding. I think if they play the Patriots in um, New England, it, that, that's a lock. The Patriots win that. Um, so you know, if the Patriots have the number one seed and the Bills have the number six seed, I think the Bills could win the first in the in the wild card round. But then if they play the Patriots round two, that's that's game over. Uh, hey, hey, hey! The, the Jets, the Jets, and the Bills are number five, or you know. Hey, hey! The Jets, the Jets yeah. won. The Jets won as a wild card against the heavily favored Patriots once, and they had a good defense. 
I mean, it can happen. It's not it, it's not guaranteed, but shit happens. Like they tell you, shit happens. <laughs> it, can, it, can, it could happen, but I don't see it. Um, but, you know, I do think that the Bills could beat pretty much any other team in the AFC as long as Josh Allen plays within the system. Um, and that's the key, you know. He can't, the guy blast against that, in that Patriots game, that guy just... Uh, Basically, he, he threw it deep every play, and he, they paid the price. But, you know, if he, if he settles down and just plays confidently and just sticks to, his game, to, what, to what makes him good and sticks to the game plan, yeah, they can move the ball a bit. They're not going to put up 50 points or 45 points, um, but they, they can put up some points. They can put up 25, 30 against a playoff team, and with that defense, that's, that's no. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, a, ve- a veteran quarterback with, with, with more experience would have won that game. And if the Bills beat the Patriots in that game, which they could have, we, but we're not going to go back to that. If they did and they were leading this division, we'd be talking a little di- – you might you might be talking a little differently about Brady and Belichick moving forward. You may be. So, like I said, now – before we get to to Thursday night's matchup, we'll, we're going to look back at the Monday night game because I mean, you know I'm going to bring this up. The officiating it reached a a point of no return for Detroit that got screwed big time, big time, <laughs> and I feel like the biasness that these refs have for 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 some teams. Is starting to show up because I, I'm sitting there and I watch that game. And I'm like, what? Is, what is a hold? What is what is a hands to the face? Like I've never seen. It's just I think we, if we didn't learn our lesson from the AFC uh, from the NFC Championship game in January between the Saints and the Rams, will we ever know what what a what a call is or a non call is? Do you think that these referees, you think after, it's not going to happen during this season, obviously, but in the offseason, do you think the referees are going to have a lot more, there's going to be a lot more focus on the referees and they're going to have to re- rewrite the rule books on on certain situations after what we saw with Detroit and Green Bay? No, I don't think so. I think um, every year you have a bunch of games like that where, the refs totally blow it, and I mean, there's not much they can do. They have the refs have their union, and you know, last time the NFL tried to get more power over the refs, they had that lockout, and the media had the media totally sided with the union and over overblew every little bad call that the replacement refs made, and. Basically, the NFL had a case because there was so much backlash, and you know this is what happens. Now the union has all this power, and you can't fire refs. You can't, you know, you can't do anything. So, and these guys are all part time anyway. So, you know, it's just it is what it is. Now you have bad refs and a league that really can't do much about it. Detroit has been a surprisingly good team this year. I've been very, very impressed with what what they've done. They've shown up every game this year. 
and they were in full control of the, of the, of Green Bay. Green Bay never even led one second of that football game. But it just seems like you know these kind of you you these kind of rules will will hurt franchises. I mean, it will make people look look stupid, and you know, and Detroit Lions fans are crying bloody murder today and throughout this entire week because of these refs. Like I said. This NFC North is very, very competitive this year. It's very, very competitive. And Detroit has as good a chance to win it as Green Bay does. These two teams are going to meet in Detroit later in the year. That could also that could potentially have consequences, not just for the division title, but for the entire conference as a whole, if this division keeps up the way it is. Also with the Bears and the Vikings being over 500 themselves. So... Like I said, we're gonna re- we're gonna revisit that Monday night game down the road. This ain't over yet. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Thursday night matchup. Obviously, we didn't talk much in this in this episode with about the Kansas City Chiefs and their struggles the last two weeks. I mean, it was a great game against Houston, but obviously. Something ain't right with the with the Chiefs here. That they lost two straight home games. Not saying the lesser teams, but it just seems like, you know, the position the Kansas City's in now is now is it could be of desperation down the road. But tonight, but tomorrow night they go to the Mile High, and they face a suddenly hot Denver Broncos team who's won their last two games. And potentially Chris Harris's last game as a Bronco, if if somebody has their way. So go ahead with this matchup. <laughs> well, yeah, this is um, one coming in the year. You know, the Chiefs. We we, we talked about how. I, I mean, at least me, I thought that uh, that um, that uh, Patrick Mahomes wasn't gonna. He was going to have a good year, but he wasn't going to have that amazing year like he had last year. He's going to come back down to earth. Um, they didn't have a running game. Spagnuolo, as their defensive coordinator, was a horrible hire, and all of it's kind of come true as of late. Um, you know, Mahomes, the first couple games, the first like two or so games of the year, he really he was in last year's form, but ever since he's he hasn't he hasn't really been. Um, he hasn't he hasn't played up to snuff, and I mean that, again, playing at that level is pretty much impossible to keep up for your career. So again, they they say he's playing he's playing with an injury, but he's just not he's just not keep stay he's just not playing at that all um, all time level. He's still playing all right, but not great. Um, that defense is bad. I'm expecting a lot of um, Philip Lindsay this week from the Broncos. The, the the Chiefs run defense has been really bad, so you know the Broncos are going to try to run the ball, control the clock. Um, they're going to have some success, but I do think that um, this week Mahomes is going to have a good game. I think uh, he's going to hit Tyreek Hill deep, a couple plays. They're going to move the ball. And it's it's going to be a it's it's not going to it's it's not going to be a super tight game, but it's going to be a pretty close game. 
I think the Broncos, the Broncos will hang in there for a while, but I just don't think that they have the offense to really um, hang with the Chiefs once it goes in the more of a shootout mode, which I think is the Chiefs are going to put a point this week. So I think that's what they would have. The Broncos would have to do on offense. So um, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to pull away in the fourth quarter and win this game. And I'm going with the final score here of um, I'm going to say 34-20. Well, like I said, Kansas City, the last two weeks has kind of been a humbling experience. I mean, the Colts, surprisingly, that was, nobody saw that coming. The the way they handled them defensively and made Patrick Mahomes just out of his element. Obviously, last week they played Houston and, you know, Mahomes got Tyree killed back and he hit him with a, with a big bomb and obviously... They moved the ball really well, but it seemed like in the second half, Houston moved the ball better. And Deshaun Watson looked really good, and that obviously led to the victory. And right now, if the if the playoffs started, Kansas City would be playing on wild card weekend because of that loss. Houston would be the number two seed. So obviously, going into this matchup, like I said, Denver, they've turned it around a little bit. Obviously, they 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 be a bad Tennessee team offensively, who now have bench your boy Marcus Mariota. And this matchup, you know, it should be very interesting. It's in it's in Denver, so it is a tough place to play that mile high, that altitude. Always tough. I remember on a Monday night last year, it was tough for uh for Mahomes to to you know. Maneuver at times. And this game for a while is going to be kind of a low-scoring struggle, I would think. But I do believe that, like I said, Denver doesn't score very much. They're at the bottom. They're in the bottom five. They're the fifth to last in scoring offense in the league. So they don't score very often. And I think that that will help Kansas City. And I'll see what, and I'll see that this defense, that Kansas City defense, will make a move and will help help out and try to stop the run there at there the end. But I think that Kansas City will find a way to pull this pull this off. Like like you know, I'll agree with you here. Kansas City's the better team. They are the top team in the conference in the not in the conference in the division, and they should win, and they will win. And I have them winning. And the final score, 27 to 16. Yep. Well, like I said, we'll see, you know.